if you want to grow, just grow, but not at the expense of other people. Just look at it being like, what's Mm -hmm. your next goal for you, regardless of whatever everyone else is doing? Hello, welcome back to Working Girl Talk. I'm so excited for you to hear today's episode. I hope you're well during this crazy quarantine time. It's getting a little morbid out there, a little scary, but I hope this episode brings you some joy, some inspiration and motivation. And no news this week because I want to get right to the interview. But first, before we start, two things. This week, I did an Instagram live on the Working Girl Talk Instagram account about job searching during the COVID-19 epidemic with Maricela Bodrero. There are a lot of layoffs happening, unfortunately, and a lot of uncertainty, especially with college students or people who are wanting to change jobs or have lost their jobs. And I really wanted to be able to provide some comfort and knowledge to those that may be struggling right now. And Maricela came through just amazing. She had just so much knowledge to share. I did make a rookie mistake and didn't click save right after the live was finished. I did do a screen record of it. There's a little hack if you ever need it. I'll be uploading that to IGTV this coming week. So you can, you'll be able to watch it there soon. Again, she she shares so many great insights and I'm really grateful that she agreed to do that. And if you missed it, she was on an episode a few episodes back and she shared tips on about job searching and all that good stuff. So definitely go check that out if you need some inspo in that department. Last thing before we get into the interview, because you're probably not driving around right now or going anywhere, I want you to open your phone right now and write a review for the show if you haven't yet. Reviews help the show get seen by more people and it helps uh, these podcast platforms share it to more people who they think would be interested. So any if anything has ever resonated with you on the show, if you've ever liked a specific quote, a guest, anything, please rate this show, give us those stars, write that review. Thank you so much. I super appreciate it and hope it resonates with you and provides you enough value for you to do that. And I love seeing your feedback and I love, and I want to know, I want to know, what do you like? What do you like? I want to hear. So there's that. Now for our main event today, I'm super excited. Matiana Gregory is the founder and co-owner of Dang Fine Rentals and Designs, one of the largest and well-known boutique rental companies in Phoenix, Arizona. What's a boutique rental company, you may ask? Matiana and her team transform event spaces into environmental experiences that bring people together and generate unforgettable and lasting memories. She travels the world to get unique pieces or she just makes them herself. You can find their creative designs and experiences at weddings, to parties, to corporate events, to Fortune 500 company events. Matiana is a true go-getter. I had the chance to visit the Dang Fine Warehouse and see where the magic happens for this interview and it was incredible. In this episode, we talk about her journey of entrepreneurship, moving from LA to Phoenix to start her dream company, the creative process, how to dive into this unique industry, and so much more. Please enjoy my interview with Matiana. So I'm sitting here with Matiana Gregory at the Dang Fine Warehouse. This is so fun. Thank you so much for having me and being on Working Girl Talk. I love it. I'm so happy you reached out. Love it. Okay, so I want to start at the beginning. So we're going to go back in time a little bit. Where did, because your job, like you have to be very creative, like, and you're a business owner. Where did this kind of like creative spirit and entrepreneurial vibe come from? Have you always had that? Or I guess, where did that start? So I've definitely always 
been super entrepreneurial um, and extremely creative. I was raised by a really creative mom. She was like your in-class um, art teacher. She mm-hmm. always had arts and crafts for us. She owned a creative store in Los Angeles for a while that people could come in. It was called um, Creative Courage, and you can like come in and like be creative and make art. Um, and so she's always been just super crafty and so we always grew up crafting and I above all my sisters really took to that so anything I ever wanted to do or make or have a birthday party or a theme I would always just want to create it from ground up so it was great and um, as when I was little I'd always want things and I'd be like oh you know just like any kid you're in the store and you're like oh, I really want this doll or something mm-hmm. and my mom's role was always like well, is it your birthday? Is it Christmas? And she's like, well, we can want a lot of things, but we just don't get everything that we want. You have to like work to earn for, you know, earn them or, you know, wait for your birthday or Christmas. And I just hated it because my birthday is November 8th and then there's Christmas. And I was like, there's just so much chunk of the year that I have a once. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just kind of learned that I would start doing stuff to make money. Um, I've been cake boss. I've gone around the neighborhood saying I'd pick weeds and mo- like do whatever I could mm-hmm. um, just at a young age. And so that kind of just started. And then when I could sell something, um, I did. Um, Yeah. And so I've always been really creative. Mm -hmm. Um, And then how did we get to where you are now? So you've been doing uh, dang fine for about five years almost. Yeah, we're about to hit our five year mark of living here. Um, And we moved here May 15th of 2015. And then shortly after that, we had the business license and mm-hmm. all that. And we started producing um, and building in June of 2015. So we really launched it in August, but we, um, I'm from Los Angeles. I grew up there and I dabbled in a lot of things um, after I dropped out of school. I didn't finish college. I had dropped out to start a jewelry line that I sold across the nation. Um, and I really thought that fashion was my thing. Um, and shortly after, someone asked me to, you know, plan a party or design a baby shower. And I just kind of spiraled into this events world. Mm-hmm. And as I was doing that, um, I pretty much started planning events. And when I realized that I really just liked the creative side of events, I love to make it come to life. But I wasn't really interested in staying the whole time or dealing with the little things or picking appetizers for people. <laughs> and when I saw that I really just liked the setup and leave, um, I kind of started talking to people that did that, people who owned rental companies that I would use as a planner. And they kind of expressed to me that, you know, it was really fun. They really liked it. Um, And I ended up doing a couple events in 2014 in Phoenix. And there was just nothing to choose from. (laughs) Phoenix was extremely outdated at the time. And it was just burlap and wine barrels. And it was still so behind. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of saw an opportunity, chatted with a couple of um, the people that I worked with in L.A. And they were like, go to Phoenix. It would be such a good opportunity. And I sure I did. And it really was. That's so cool to see that opportunity there. That's way funny because I feel like... I don't know, like to be on like the brink of something like that. Like that's such great timing. That's awesome. (laughs) It really was. And I was way more calculated um, and safe before Mm -hmm. I came here. I mean, I definitely had my fun and like got to be creative and stuff, but I had never taken such a risk. And I remember seeing the events go down and the last event being October of 2014 Mm -hmm. and just being like, I can't get over. There's no options here. Like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. And I looked it up and there was a lot of corporate events, a lot of weddings. And I was like, I know I could do something funky and fun and different in the desert. And it was New Year's going into 2015 where I kind of was like intoxicated with friends being like, hey, let's 
I think I'm going to do this. And sure enough, we started house hunting in February. We were here by May. So it was a very quick thing. And I remember when my parents were like, wait, you're moving to Arizona? Like, Mm -hmm. why Arizona? And everyone was pretty shocked by it. Mm -hmm. Um, And now my my now husband was even shocked. He was like, we're going to do what? And I was like, you don't have to come. It's no big deal. But I'm definitely doing this. And... He ended up coming. We ended up hating it at first, you know, just like (laughs) living together, having like the whole new experience in town, having no friends. Uh, Mm -hmm. But five years later, like I wouldn't change a thing. It was definitely the biggest decision I've ever made, but also such a good one. We, you know, I mean, you're sitting in a really cool office and a cool warehouse, but it started in my garage. I have photos of it in a garage with me sitting on a stack of tables and me like selling them like dang fine was this office right here. Like I believed in this for from the beginning Mm -hmm. um, so much that that, you know, now five years later, the growth has been so great. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's definitely something that I love. (laughs) Yeah, that's so cool. And that makes me think, too, there's probably a lot of people and especially my audience is a lot of like young professional women, maybe graduating college and trying to figure out what their path is in life. That like, I guess that inner voice, like where people were kind of like, oh, like, what are you doing? That's crazy. What? Like, I guess like any advice for somebody who is kind of afraid to like to take that leap, because that's a big leap you took. Like, I guess, how did you deal with that? Or is it just like, nope, like I'm doing this. Like, I, I know it that it's right. It really definitely is about the person. I mean, I've always been the type of person, like, even though people were like, wait, what, you're doing that? I'd be the first person in anyone's lives who would have done it. Like, (laughs) a lot of people would have known me from day one, I was going to do something crazy. I was always going to go after it. Mm -hmm. If, you know, I mean, today's, you know, we just watched the finale of The Bachelor, right? If I ever (laughs) invited people to my house and I was like, it's Bachelor Monday, and this is like six years ago, I had everyone dressed in ball gowns. I had stem roses. I had full spreads. I had confessional set up in rooms in my parents' house. People were doing this to the extent of the very, the biggest. And everyone's like, wait, what? I was like, you have to pretend you're, you know, from Texas and you have to have an access mm-hmm. and pretend you have like, you're catching it. feelings for whoever the bachelor mm-hmm. is. And we would just, I always, never, I just didn't half-ass anything. I, I always wanted it to be bigger and better. And I always put a lot of effort into it. And so when I realized that people paid for creativity and that I could take this into a business and keep growing with it. Um, And it just was one of those things where like when I moved, I was always going to do it. So I think Mm -hmm. it's definitely a personality thing or there's if you're going to go and make huge drastic changes. But I do think that a lot of people, um, you know, I've talked to a lot of people over the time being like how or what. It really just depends on what you want to do. You know, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of my best friends from college and from different places who they still work a nine to five, but they have other things they like to do on the weekends or Mm -hmm. they really like to get into the gym or they really like to, you know, do makeup and be creative on the side or some of them who have decided to choose a completely creative path. Mm -hmm. So I have friends for everything. Um, And I don't think that everyone has to be an entrepreneur. It's really not for everyone. But also I think that if there's something that you have a burning desire to get involved in, or to do or to try, like you you will only be upset with yourself if you don't try it. Like mm-hmm. try it, go after it, get interested in, see what else other people are doing, you know, people podcasting, people this. It doesn't matter if a hundred other people are doing it. Just mm-hmm. go try it because you don't want to be the one who like later on in life was like, I wish I had given that a try just to see if I liked it at all. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I'm a big pusher. Anyone who knows me, all my friends are like, don't say an idea in front of her <laughs> of something you're dreaming about unless you want her to like, <laughs> you know, send her five articles on how you do it. Find her the first arts mm-hmm. class you could go to. So like, I just always, you know, if I had an interest in it, my mom always was like, try it, see what mm-hmm. it's like. And I just think that everyone should kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Life's too short. Yes, I love that. We need that push. We need the articles. Yeah, the push. That's I mean, awesome. We travel. My husband and I travel, and mm-hmm. I've traveled a lot. I travel with my youngest sister a lot. My other, our middle sister lives in other countries. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people always come to me like, "Oh, you travel?" I'm like, "It's not that expensive. Like, it's not unattainable. Like, so many experiences in life just take." it becoming your priority yeah. and to make it one and to make yourself one. And I think that's huge. Just like everyone traveling, everyone going after mm-hmm. the things that they want in this world. And it's it's not hard if you make you a priority. Mm-hmm. Totally love that. And then, so in the beginning, I'm curious, you, because now you have this warehouse, you have all of this, you have a ton of great like, assets, like picture-wise and video too. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, when maybe you didn't have some of that, like how did you, what was the process like for getting clients for like event installations? Yes. Like how did you prove your worth, I guess? I mean, sense? I always kind of say, like you always hear the say, saying, fake it till you make it. I say that, but I always say you best be able to make it. Like that's the one thing. I've never promised anything that I will fall short on. Mm-hmm. So if I say I can do it, I know I can and that I will do it and execute it beyond someone's expectations. Mm-hmm. I have found there's other people that will say they can do it and then they fall short and then I'm getting the phone call asking if we can fix this and I'm like, you really just have to like know your abilities and then be confident in them and don't sell things that you don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, I really, I, I, everything's figure outable. I can figure it out. We can figure out how to rig something 30 feet in the hot sky. We could get a scissor lift. We can figure it out. And I've always kind of been like that. Um, and in the beginning, you don't have photos and you don't have experiences that you can prove. So you kind of have to start creating them for yourself. So mm-hmm. I know, you know, before we had good lounge photos or before we had this or before I had anything, I would stage things in the front room of my house and take so photos smart. of them, you know, and I would take photos of them and then I'd get flowers and I'd take photos of them. Um, my first showroom, honestly, most people would just come to my house and we would set up a really cute setup in my front room. And that was Dang Friend's showroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never was ashamed of that because as long as like what I knew is that that's not where I wanted to end. I wanted to grow. Mm-hmm. And so that's why years later we're here. And I know that a lot of people like it, you have to decide, do you want this to be a business or a hobby? Mm-hmm. And I knew from day one that Dang Friend, I wanted it to be like my career. Um, and so I believed in that and it grew. But it definitely it's hard to get the photos. It's also hard in like today, honestly, even though we work at a whole bunch of places and we go to so many great things, I still don't get the photos I want. So most of the time I hire a photographer and I hire a videographer. Now, granted, mm-hmm. that's a whole budgeted thing that I've added in. Mm-hmm. But also getting a good camera, getting your own content is so crucial because if you set it up and jogged it out there and, you know, the guy at the wedding, the photographer is not necessarily caring about your sofa. They care about yeah. the bride. That's their job. Mm-hmm. So you can't expect that they're going to get your photo that you're envisioning. So you kind of have to just go and get them yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, take quick little classes online on how to take a better photo. I mean, we have iPhones now. They they do just a great job. <laughs> um, but we are particular about what we post on our Instagram, what we sell. And so it's very important for me 
to get the content. Mm -hmm, For sure. And, okay, I have so many, like, just from that, I'm like, I have so many different directions. But I liked that you said you were not ashamed of that because right, right there I was like, ding, ding, ding. Because sometimes I think people are so afraid to start because you're not starting at the top. You have to start from where you're at. That They're like, oh, well, like, if I invite a client to my house, is that weird? Sometimes you're so afraid of where your start is that you'll never get to your end because you're just too afraid to start. So I really like that you said, like, there's no shame in that. Like, that's your beginning. I mean, that and like, I do know that there's a lot of, okay, so I'm just like not good with embarrassment. One, I don't get embarrassed. (laughs) I don't really know what the feeling's like. And I know that sounds really weird, but like, I know there's been a few times in my life where I'm like, mom, I have this weird feeling. She's like, is it embarrassment? I was like, I guess maybe it could be. So I don't really get embarrassed or conscious like that. Mm -hmm. But, and it's only because I just am like, I don't care. Whatever. It's fine. However, I feel like no matter where you think someone is or what their Instagram looks like or any of that, I think you don't know really what goes on. I mean, not everyone's like the perfect blogger. It's just it's it's all smoke and mirrors. And at the end of the day, we're all human. So Mm -hmm. if you're really believing in yourself and you're showing that just like try to show it without being insecure just be like oh listen this is a mess i i would say like my two labs are here they're great they love your event just as much as i do let's set it up you know i was just really real about it and you know we've been then it was storage units then it was a tiny little warehouse across from tempe marketplace and now it's this one and even when we come here like i like you know, you went out into the warehouse. We have a quite a really good organized warehouse. We care about that. But also, I'm not going to have someone come in. I'm not I'm not, not going to have someone in because it's a little messy. I don't need to look yeah. perfect at all times. So I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, we're a facility that throws events out all the time. Mm-hmm. This is our creative mess. This is what it looks like, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's huge. I mean, obviously, the grid on Dang Fine Rentals is curated to sell a specific thing. But, like, on my personal Instagram, like... When I start seeing it get too curated, mm-hmm. I just want to slap myself because I'm like, that is so far from who you are in your life. That's and so, so I true. try to reel back in and be like, yeah, it's a mess. No, my dad kill still flies in to help me when I'm, <laughs> my world is spinning out of control and everything's so busy last week. And my mom puts mm-hmm. him on a plane to come and help me because my dad's going to come and clean up the warehouse and help me. <laughs> so like at the end of the day, yeah, it's great. You can show whatever you want but I don't think you have to worry about what everyone else is doing just like Mm -hmm. kind of own what you're doing and be authentic and nice to everyone when everyone gets that insecurity and then they just get catty and then they get closed off it just it doesn't serve anyone and it surely doesn't serve you when you go home too Mm -hmm. so as long as you're like just authentically yourself and you know vulnerable and just like be like I'm tired this is what I do I love it but it exhausts me and just kind of how I feel like we roll over here because I'm like we don't have it all figured out the Instagram's (laughs) beautiful but welcome to the mess when you get here I love that. And I want to talk about the creative process. So if somebody comes to work with you, where do you get ideas from? How does that process go? It really just depends. So I think at this time, after all these years, everyone understands who we are and what we're good at. And Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Because for the longest time, sometimes people are coming like, hey, we want a blush wedding. We want a blush wedding. We want, you know, classic. And I'm like, ooh, like we're more we could do classic with a twist. Like, you know, I think we're more funky than that. And so mm-hmm. finally our brand has been established enough to, so we get the clients that know who we are and what we can provide for them. Mm-hmm. We're also one of the only custom houses in town. So mm-hmm. we do custom. You want a cool escort wall. You want, for weddings, you want a cool escort wall. You want a custom bar. You want some kind of 
interesting, customizable thing, amazing. Mm -hmm. If you're a corporate client, you know you're coming to us for all custom needs because we're not your corporate stuffy custom, we're your creative, funky, cool custom that your guests are like, wow, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. When people come to us, I think people understand what they're asking from us. And then, you know, we ask questions like, are you here for wedding? Are you here for corporate? That immediately tells me who you're working with. Mm -hmm. So we have someone who's majority wedding, majority corporate. I, sw- I swing mainly corporate too, um, customizable. And so once we kind of get an idea of what you want, our process is pretty much just to ask all the questions. What's the budget? What are we working with? What are our main priorities? Are you looking, you know, let's say for example, powerhouse women, right? So Lindsay wants a stage from day one. I always knew what she wanted because she's given me creative control, but like anyone who comes to the door saying, Hey, I saw you at powerhouse women. We're doing something like mm-hmm. this. Okay. So what's your budget? What's your main things? We want a stage and a photo op and a this and a that. Mm-hmm. And And so we pretty much just take that and everyone's media kit. So like, what's your brand? What's your media kit? What's your wedding look like? What are your colors? So whatever the event is or the brand is that we're doing an event for, we kind of dive into what they want and what their visuals are. And really from there, we kind of just play with our imagination. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things that we want to make. We also have a whole bunch of rentals out there, as you saw. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things like if your budget's lower, I'm obviously going to offer you backdrop walls we own with an upgrade of your logo and some extra things. Mm -hmm. If your budget can allow it, we'll give you an idea starting from scratch or one that works off of those pieces that we do own too. Mm -hmm. So it really just kind of depends. We're super custom per event. Mm -hmm. Um, and at first that was really hard because it's just you're creatively trying to think of creative ideas constantly mm-hmm. and you get really burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a good team and for the most part, we get to have a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when people reach out to us, you just tell us what you want, what your date of your event is, what budget we're working with. And then we kind of just play from there. That's so fun. Do you have anything that you do like specifically go on a walk or go to the gym like to like spark creativity, your creative idea time? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> if, if anything, I get the most creative ideas when I travel or when I'm not here. I mean, I have my, like, routines that keep me sane because this place can make you pretty crazy. And, like, when you see your, your to-do list is just piling up and there's six events and you're like, I have no more brain power for this, mm-hmm. you can get burnt out. So I definitely try to, like, go to the gym, sweat it out first thing in the morning so I have the energy to take this place on but for the most part I have like a folder so when I go traveling if I'm in Spain if I'm here our original Mm -hmm. bar is inspirations from Spain so anywhere I go I take photos of everything the light fixtures the doorknobs the this the that the street art that someone put on there like there's just photos in my phone of anything I've ever saw around the world that sparked my interest or a cafe down the street like Mm -hmm. if someone did a creative thing that I liked or I think I can make it into a temporary piece for an event. Mm-hmm. I just go crazy and take photos. So I try to flip through my photo log of all my travels because I know there'll be something that I've captured. Mm-hmm. But also, too, like, it really just depends. So I'm, like, currently sitting down for an event that's in October. And I am starting at scratch. And I see a white blank page. And I have no idea what I'm going to do because I get full creative control. And I'm like, oh, man, like, what should we build? What will be impactful? What will people not forget? Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Pinterest, of course, like everyone else, but I refuse to copy everything. So yeah. for the most part, like our goal is always to be the next Pinterest picture, not to yeah. duplicate it. Um, so it's just kind of interesting. We're definitely looking for a new medium right now. We're a little tired of things that we've been using or mm-hmm. seeing. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to kind of try to, like, be first or mm-hmm. be the one who came up with a new idea because that's right. not always easy. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it, coming up with creative ideas is not always easy, mm-hmm. especially when you're super burnt out. That reminds me, always think about, does looking at like other inspiration, does that help you or hurt you? Because reality is, is like creativity, we didn't invent it, you know? Yeah, None sure. of us really invented using pompous grass on walls. Like <laughs> it was seen somewhere, done somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to be the first to like invent using hanging fabric or tinsel or any of that it's you're not going to be but I think that you know it I like to look at other people's stuff I do I love I I kind of like cheering everyone on I mean there's definitely people um across the nation that like we you know I I recently went to a rental network powwow essentially where a whole bunch of rental companies like got together and like did like a little bit of like a, a rally and it was amazing because one I love seeing everyone I we cheer each other on from behind the screens but it was nice to like see everyone because they understand what I do day in and day out and there isn't a dummies book for rentals and no one really knows what we do mm-hmm. and the chaos and so those that group does mm-hmm. um And so that was cool. But when we were doing that, it's just so interesting to me because I was talking with them about, you know, I think I'm in that their world, like rentals girls. But and I say girls because we're majority women that own all the rental companies across the nation. That's why when I was there, though, everyone's like, wait, Montana, but you're you compete with so and so, so and so and so and so because you're a custom designer. And I'm like, you're right. I kind of knew that, but I've never necessarily thought that's the realm that I compete in mm-hmm. um, because we do travel and we do get picked up to go to different cities and countries and stuff like that. We just got Canada. Oh, cool. So when I realized that I'm not just a rental company in Phoenix and I am a competitor across the nation for like m- bigger things, mm-hmm. it was interesting because I'm like, oh, you kind of like didn't realize. But also, you know, you do watch people who are doing kind of what you want to be doing. Yeah. But I always have to remind myself and like even to them, like, my Instagram, I can show you whatever I want. Yes, we're doing great events. Yes, I'm proud of a lot of things that we do. But it doesn't mean that, like, it should make you feel less about what you just accomplished yeah. or me feel less about what we're accomplishing as a team. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, cheering on every time we get cool things. And, like, every time I also get to give something to one of my girls, like, hey, listen, like, this big project came in. I'm slammed. Do you want to deal with it? It's got a great budget. Like, anything I can do to, like, build them up, because, honestly, I don't do this alone. I have two freaking amazing girls that work with me. So it's just important, like, yeah, you you can look at them all. I just, like, kind of make sure I give a tap if I do scroll and, you know, just support everyone because it doesn't – someone else doing something – is not going to hurt what you're doing. Yeah, I love that. And that's like the message we need to hear because I think with social media and any industry you're in can kind of mess with that like mindset Mm -hmm. a little bit. Like, oh, I shouldn't even do it because someone's already doing it or, oh, they're doing it better than me. Or even like the fact that I like that we're using the word like competitors too. Like that's Mm -hmm. like a very business thing. And it's true like in the business world, but like in reality, like it doesn't have to be like competition. Yeah. Yeah, And like, I know that's like, you know, community over competition word I, I don't necessarily go with that phrase either but I do believe like there's enough things to go around mm-hmm. we don't need to pretend we're competing with one another by being ugly to one another because yeah. as if doing that would get I kill them with be nice just be nice everyone be nice there's so yeah. many projects out there so mm-hmm. many opportunities if you don't get one of them then just know that if you put out the right energy into the universe there was something else that was meant for you yeah. above anything I mean yes do you get bummed when you didn't get the gig or you saw someone else get it but it just you have to just kind of 
no, no, that wasn't your path. It's something else that's coming. Mm -hmm. And I've thought that true for a lot of things. We've definitely had things that not necessarily go to someone else. I mean, yeah, I do have someone that, you know, sometimes they get it, sometimes I get it, sometimes they get it. But also, I think that it's just important to just be like, that wasn't made for me. And anytime Mm -hmm. I've really thought that being like, okay, that really sucked when we didn't get X project. That was so big and I wanted it. What else? What universe? What am I getting next? Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, within a couple of weeks, that next one comes and I knew it was this one. Like mm-hmm. we had the time to now take on this huge 2000 person priority, you know, and I'm usually thankful while I'm producing that party that I didn't have two of them that were this chaotic mm-hmm. at the same time. Yes. Meant to be. <laughs> meant to be. Yes. So I, I, yeah, I think it's a lot of that. And like, if you want to grow, just grow, but not at the expense of other people. Just look at it being like, what's mm-hmm. your next goal for you, regardless of what everyone else is doing. Mm hmm. And it's hard to say, though, because I feel like every industry is going to have a whole bunch of different, you know, I don't have that many people that I would say compete with me Mm -hmm. just because we do a very unique thing. But there's other people that I say I follow to aspire. Like, I really love the way so-and-so markets herself. I really Mm -hmm. love the niche she went into. It's perfect for her. My niche won't look like that, but it'll look like this because I saw how she did that. Right. You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, for sure. And then I want to talk about like actually like sourcing all of this Mm -hmm. and like just everything here. So like you do a lot of traveling and then you also do a lot of creation in house. Can you kind of talk about how how we even get all of this in here? Yeah. Well, we're in the pillar room right now. And if you could look around, it's kind of like the aisles of home goods. Right. And then everyone wants to go or like, yeah, home goods. I feel like this like a proper home goods aisle. Um, Uh, I have fun. I mean, I've had fun shopping. Sometimes shopping is just a chore. Like, I'm like, oh, we need so many more pink pillows or this or that. Um, The one thing that I would say dang fine set the industry on fire is that no one had custom bars. No one had custom cool things before I started dang fine. And I think that that's one thing, like, then speaking from the person who started something, Mm -hmm. it's exciting. Honestly, Yes, there's times where I'm like, oh, I hate that everyone wants to copy X, Y, and Z of mine. But then I'm like, actually, I'm honored because also they're reaching out to me in DMs. You know, I have friends across the nation are like, how are you building these custom backdrops? Mm -hmm. How did you come up with the designs to do that? How did you build these bars? I mean, honestly, our Michaela and McKenna bars truly changed the industry across the nation. Nobody had ever done designed bars before. They did Mm -hmm. like oh, a cool brown bar, a white bar that was a brown wood bar that was, you know, long with a a little bit of trim and it looked antiqued. Mm -hmm. No one ever did pattern bars or pattern backdrops before we came into the picture, ever. And I remember being like, I really just want this really obnoxious bar. And I saw the (laughs) angle cuts and I saw it in Spain in a big restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I took a photo and I sent it back. And at the time, the uh, who was building it was like, that is so annoying. I was like, I know it's gonna be so annoying, but we're gonna make it. (laughs) And then now we have so many designed bars and, Mm -hmm. you know, and the backdrops and the this. And so I'm an open book. Honestly, most of the girls that like I know across the nation have asked me questions. I take photos of how I do it. I say the tricks of the trade, like, hey, I tried this, didn't like it. I get this welded base made, da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. But um, so it's interesting. Like the custom is what created this. And Mm -hmm. I knew that, you know, hey, like we have other people in town who do rentals. Well, I noticed that everyone else in town only shops from the same people. And I'm like, well, I know I can buy exactly what these people have. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I see someone else in town buy something I've owned for years and rent it. And I'm like, why would you... 
if you're purchasing, try to source other things that are not competition to other companies because I'm like, you want to offer something new to the city, you know? But as far as it goes for custom, that's why I built it because nobody can be you and copy you if you made it yourself. And that was huge. We've made sofas, we've made, we custom upholster things. And we've done that since day one because I knew it would be harder to copy. Mm-hmm. I love and that. And it would make us stand out and stand apart from everyone else. Yeah. And then, so the first like custom piece you did, is that like you like sawing and oh, like no. piecing it together? I okay. didn't do it. <laughs> okay. I had a business partner when I started oh, okay. and he built that bar. Um, okay. I gave the design. He had to do all the angle cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'll show you which bar I'm talking about. Um, but it's just this cool bar. It's got diamond shapes on it. Her name's Michaela. She has a fraternal twin named McKenna. They are just like, we stain them with the same color, but one mm-hmm. would took differently. And I was like, well, Ooh. they're fraternal twins. They're a little dark. <laughs> One's a little darker than the other. Um, and and so, yeah, we just made these bars. They were really Southwestern funky cool. Mm-hmm. And they go out every week, hands down, awesome. have for five years. So That's awesome. How did the names come about? Did oh, my gosh. Everything in the warehouse has a name. <laughs> and it's, like, kind of a thing that in rentals, everything, everyone has, a, like, a Sophie chair or this. Mm-hmm. And you always saw that they had names. You can't just be, like, Red Couch One. Like, oh, it's just <laughs> a little bit more boring. So when you give someone a proposal, I think they like to see, oh, my sofas are Lucy and Lux or whatever. Mm. So I think it's more of, like, an appealing factor. Um, but for since day one, everyone always had a name. And so I will name something things and then sometimes my girls will name something and it's just funny because I'll forget names all the time I'll be like oh that orange chair and then like one of the boys that works in the um in the warehouse he's a pie cap at ASU and he'll be like oh are you talking about the Walter chair I'm like uh <laughs> sure I don't know what his name is and he's like it's it's Sunny it's Walter it's so and so I'm like okay well, I'm happy that you know what it is because <laughs> it's just like so ridiculous at this point but yes everything has a name awesome love I wanted to talk about since you a lot of events there this is not like the typical like nine to five events around weekends at night all over the place and you also travel a lot do you have any tips or insight about uh, like work-life balance or Mm. even like some (laughs) your face Uh, or even like just some like time management like things that have helped you that would be helpful for other people I go in ebbs and flows of work-life balance. (laughs) Um, My husband will say I have no balance, but I work, 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 work. Mm -hmm. I always have been like this. It's just been who I am since birth. Honestly, my parents will say that. So I just like grind. I thrive off of the chaos. So I excel when there's so much to do that I barely can get it done, but I will just grind through it. Mm -hmm. If I have a like a lazier week or a week where we have like a little bit more flexibility on what we need to get done on what at what time, oh, I will just procrastinate it. So it just depends. I mean, I really try, you know, we try, we, we try everything, but we like just implemented a new software program that lets all three of us in the office talk and like put in notes for our, each other. Like, Hey, Machana, you have to do X, Y, and C. Mm -hmm. This is urgent, or this needs to be done by this date. Um, and so that's hopefully going to help. Um, there's just so many emails flying in the door every day and so many requests that it's hard to separate it between all of us also fulfill them to the best of our ability if we don't keep ourselves on track. Mm -hmm. So um, luckily for me, we have a labor team, so I don't really go to many of the events anymore. So weekends and all that, I mean, yes, we step in when it's custom, we step in when it's a huge rainy day and it's all hands on deck. And we are, I'm just, we push papers a lot, unfortunately. Um, But for the most part, I mean, this is a seven days a 
week job Mm -hmm. because we have events every day. Mm -hmm. Um, If it was just a wedding-based business, it would be weekends. But since we're not, and we're seven days a week, I don't remember the last time we didn't have an event every day. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that is a great segue into, I want to talk about the team part. How has it been since just you yourself growing this team and finding people that are great for your business mm-hmm. and are, like, because this is a different kind of industry it is not traditional nine to five so finding someone that aligns with your company and your company's values how was that process and any insight you can um, provide? so it's not easy to hire for this because this isn't a job where you could just be like hey it's just these hours get your job done go home don't think about it anymore mm-hmm. and I think that any normal job you could shut off and be like, hey, that's a problem for tomorrow. Right. That's not really how it works here. Mm-hmm. So um, it was me for a very long time. And then I brought on Jamie and she's almost been here two years. And I mean, she should be interviewed herself to like just ask how she can handle dealing with me because <laughs> Jamie came into the picture and she was like out of college and creative as all hell. And she was so cool. Um And I just kept thinking, how the heck am I going to show her how to do this? Because Mm -hmm. it's always so all over the place. So for weeks, it would just be like me being like, ah, we have to do this. Ah, we have to do that. And then after a couple of weeks, she would start being like, hey, we need to do this. Hey, this, you need to do this. And I'm like, wait a second. She's (laughs) she's understanding my chaos. Um, And so she's really good at like, you know, honing it in, figuring out the to-do list, really getting in there. Now she handles like a a big majority of our emails. Uh, I push all new leads to her. She sorts them to see who they are, what they fit. Are they corporate? Are they wedding? Where they go? Um, And so that was really wonderful to have her come on board. And she's been with me for two years, so she must not hate it. (laughs) No, we we love the team. And then Tiff came on a year ago, a little bit after my wedding. And that was amazing because Tiffany's just extremely creative. She's worked on projects all over the nation and she's super great. Um, And so it was nice because she fit right in in a second. And it was just so evident that she was a missing piece for us because she could jump in. She can come up with ideas. And the more that she's come on board, Mm -hmm. the better our lives are. So the three of us really work well together. It is hard to bring any other energy that is a girl in here. Um, I love it. I don't mind it. I love having we want more people. It's just really hard because everyone sees the Instagram And then they apply and then they come and I'm like, when you do get like temp hired on for like a trial, you're thrown into events right away. Like you don't get to create, you don't get to play play pillow games with, (laughs) you know, styling. You go straight to an event and it sucks. And I like that's so intentional. I want Mm -hmm. you to see what it really is, because there are days during this job where we're sitting on the computer and everything's great. We get a call from corporate saying, hey, there's a rain plan. We need three girls up here. We need to flip this inside or whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. it has, you know, we're driving vans up these girls, you know, we become help like labor help and we figure it out. And there's so much grind in this job. And so like if people come in just for the fun stuff, it's not a good representation of what could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and the girls know like, yeah, there's a lot of things we don't want to do, but we do do them sometimes and we just get it done. And like mm-hmm. we can figure out later, you know, in a conversation next week, like, hey, how could we avoided these nightmares? Mm-hmm. But that's a conversation for later. And a lot of the times when you bring people on board, it's a lot of like, I cannot believe we're doing this. And I'm like, you wouldn't even believe this is nothing. You don't even know. <laughs> what we could be doing um and so it's a big part of that for all of us because also we're really close to a team that's literally two doors down um bloom and blueprint which Mm -hmm. is like a planning design company and like all of us together like all of our girls know the grind and we 
all do it together. And as the owners, we get our hands just as dirty, if not more. Um, and I think that's important. So it, it really just depends. So it's been, we've had some people come on, um, and for the most part, we're hiring, like, a warehouse manager right now. I need, like, a super cool guy who just, like, wants to, like, fix things and <laughs> manage our warehouse. And um, But definitely we'll be taking on some girls in the upcoming months. Awesome. And then if somebody does want to get into this industry, what is some good experience they could get beforehand? Like, what are you looking for? Honestly, <laughs> I don't care. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I have had people apply with, like, Yale-graduated, like, resumes and I'm like oh my god I'm so flattered but also (laughs) I just don't I don't pick people apart for what you your experience has been if you're creative and you know you are and you're willing to do the like hard work or the painting or the things that aren't so fun to make pretty things come to life um I think creativity is definitely something that you are you can learn and you don't have to be creative to work with us sometimes it's just like hey you know, we just need to style events and time management organization is something we need. I don't necessarily always need someone creative. Um, So it really just depends. I feel like if someone has a passion or an interest in it, they should just go after it. Um, We do get a lot of people that reach out to us and a lot of resumes come in a week. It's just hard because I'm like, I'll do host interviews or bring someone on and it's just maybe not the right fit or they didn't really realize what they were getting themselves into. Mm Because you'll post like hiring a creative warehouse like I try to like list everything Mm -hmm. and somehow people just see the Instagram and it's like how do we get that those photos and I'm like oh boy (laughs) so much work behind the scenes to get those photos and then it's not always glamorous Mm -hmm. I mean it's just hard (laughs) um and then I wanted to ask you what has been the most like surreal install you've done like oh wow like we are doing this project and like like this is a real thing like we kind of made it type feeling like what's been like the most surreal moment for you so far that's a good question honestly I've gotten used to being like yeah I knew we could do that like (laughs) I've gotten quite used to just being like I overly confident in something that I'm gonna attempt for the first time and be like Mm -hmm. I know we're gonna figure it out so We've done a lot of cool stuff. Some of my favorite projects that I've done, only for the fact that it was testing something that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, We travel for trade shows. And uh, we've done, like, me and Kate from Bloom and Blueprint, we traveled for a trade show for um, one of our clients. And it's fun because you have to think of everything. First of all, we're really, like, creative. So usually for an event, you don't have to think of everything because Home Depot's down the street. (laughs) Um, And you can figure it out. But Mm -hmm. then you had to think of everything three weeks prior to the event because it was shipping to New Orleans in a crate. And it'll be sitting in front of your booth at the trade show. And you have to break it open with a hammer. And then you have to build the entire thing based off of what you put in the crate. So you had to think of it all. And then I just remember, first of all, the crate came and no boy was helpful. Like all the boys were just watching us at the trade show floor, like bust this crate open. And we didn't have a hammer because brilliantly, the boys who packed the crate in the end put the hammer in the crate. Oh no. (laughs) And so we had a wood piece that we were like hammering this, like, like trying to makeshift hammer this like big nail or this big like lag screw out of the side. We bust this crate open. People are laughing at us and we built an, an epic install in nine million hours, but it took us a long time, but it was like this whole thing where like we had figured it all out. Like, Mm -hmm. okay. Oh shoot. We forgot X, Y, and Z. How do we come up with a way to make this work without it? Like Mm -hmm. we can't go anywhere. We have to use everything we have within the box to figure it out. And it just is so epic because we're so good at just, it's figure outable. Like Mm -hmm. we will make this work and look epic and be amazing. 
And so once we were done, we got all these guys, because usually all the setup crews for trade shows are all guy teams. Mm -hmm. Everyone's a guy. We are the only two girls on the floor at the time on our row, and we are in a massive trade show for restaurants. And everyone was like, we can't believe you guys just pulled that off. And I was like... (laughs) And our booth looks better because they had creative people do it, not just people who were putting up like white bars or whatever. Mm. So we had built a bar. We had done everything on site. And so Mm. it was just so cool because everyone was like, we can't believe that. Um, (laughs) So I would say that that was definitely one of the events where we were like, it's it was a smaller scale thing in the the long run. If I had done that in our backyard, I'd be like, Mm. oh, cool. We set that up super quick. But we had to think about that one and then, you know, really pack, ship it, do all that. So that was great. Um, You know, there's definitely been some times where we have these insane installs and everything is thought out to be at one certain venue, like Joe Cocky at the Phoenician, we're outside, and then the rain plan comes and everything has to go inside. And you're like, okay, well, I had built structures that only belong outside to put this up. So in a two-day period when they give you the rain plan, you have to come up with an entire change. So. I do get impressed when it finally goes up, and I'm like, wow, I'm so tired. My fingers are bleeding. Everything's so tiring. But it looks good, and the clients know no difference of the pain that it took to get us here. Um, Mm. So those are just, like, times. I mean, we've definitely had some cool installs over the time, but I think just being able to be a team and, like, even when we're in the burning hot heat in the summer or Mm. we're in the frigid cold in January when we were doing an eight-hour install outside, that's, like, what I look at these projects being like. They break you you're so tired but you bring them to life mm-hmm. and we did I mean oh god I could go on and on we've had so many projects but we've done projects that you know 12 we did nine installs in eight hours wow for Poshmark it was insane I mean <sighs> we had all these concepts thought out and I'm like oh let's just roll them all into the convention center we'll get them set up and we finished nine in eight hours and we were down to the wire we had 30 minutes left and my girls were like we only have 30 more minutes and I was like <laughs> just go quickly and like we only had two more installs to complete just the final touches but it's just hard you know you only have so much time but they want everything and yeah you want to add to your team but like not everyone can figure it out on site and handle it under pressure and that's Mm. also why the three of us work well together because it's like two of us know pressure really well one of us knows styling and getting things just like perfect really fast really Mm -hmm. well and it's just it works it works (laughs) in the end it always happens we've never failed an event before thank god awesome and then last question before we head into the rapid fire round um the name dang fine how did you like where did that come from okay i will answer that okay i did want to say one thing because i felt like i didn't appropriately answer this if you were interested in the event world like in our world yes you can Mm -hmm. reach out and you have to be able to get your hands dirty and stuff but i think the event world is so big so if like you've ever thought florals if you've ever thought planning if you've ever thought anything in the event world any Mm -hmm. of it absolutely reach out and give it a go. Bloom and Blueprint hires all the time for temp people for weddings because like we get too busy or somebody to come in and help with florals because the floral projects are so huge. Mm -hmm. My suggestion is get your foot in the door, be helpful when it's needed, see the call and just be like, I don't know flowers, but I'm going to make it work for this event because I want my foot in the door. Because if you come in clutch for us for something, we'll let you experience the things you want. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing, because I'm like, I don't want to say we don't let people in, sure. but if you're willing to just do whatever is needed to get these things done, mm-hmm. then it gives us opportunity to get to know you and be like, listen, she was down when things were horrible. Would you like to come to some of the better events? You know, yeah. that's so anyways, yes. there's that. Well, um, and as far as the dang fine name, um, the dang fine name came because I always talk about my mom, but my mom and I were discussing when I finally said, like, I'm going to Phoenix. 
I'm starting a business. I'm doing event design and rentals. Um, and I was like, but I need my name to just be epic. I was like, I, I cannot be something that blends in. Um, you see all their, you know, prim and proper, like dainty and pretty, pink mm-hmm. and glamorous. I None of it. I couldn't even like all beautiful and so representable of their brands, but those brands never were me. So like Mm -hmm. when I saw all the things, bright classic party, like all that stuff is just so perfect for those brands. It just honestly is like not who I am as a person. And the only way I could be authentic is to actually sell who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was just, we were gutting it over a bottle of wine and I was like, we need to figure out a name. And so sure enough, my mom um, always threw the Cinco de Mayo parties and my dad's from New Orleans. So we always had like crawfish boils and we always threw all the parties at our Mm -hmm. house. Um, And my mom ended up saying something like, people always leave our house saying, dang, that was a good time. And I was like, (laughs) okay, I kind of like it. I like it. Um, And then, you know, she's sassy and like spicy little Mexican lady who was just like, dang, that was fine. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, that's that's (laughs) definitely it. So she just kind of like was coming up with all these sayings of like what people experience. Because my Mm -hmm. biggest thing was like, whatever we sell is an experience. Um, And so my mom came up with dang fine. And the second she said it, we just started jotting it down and big, bold dang and a cursive fine. And from Mm -hmm. that point on, I knew it was it. Dang, that's amazing. Yeah. So, and I, I knew it. that I wanted it to be bold. And like when you mm-hmm. see it on shirts or even when I like wear a tank to the gym, people are like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, dang, fine. I'm like, you don't even know what that is, but you may look it up, you know? Yeah, it's so true. And it's become it's extremely awesome. catchy. And people across, like when I go to like rental things, people are like, we know exactly this name, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, that was the point. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to blend in at all because our brand and what we offer wouldn't so Mm -hmm. that's awesome captures it perfectly Mm -hmm. okay so we're gonna head into rapid fire round so just first thing that comes to mind and you can elaborate on it okay okay so we'll we'll start with an easy one uh morning person or night owl morning person favorite color combo Ooh, so my favorite colors are gold i always said gold growing up people said that wasn't allowed gold (laughs) white or yellow i like those colors i think Mm -hmm. a lot um combo though I don't know. Golden yellow. Cool. They're bright. They stand out and you can't ignore them. <laughs> yes. My day is not complete without. Something with my dogs. <laughs> Something with my dogs. My day's not complete unless I've taken them to the park, made them happy. Awesome. <laughs> my husband's going to roll his eyes like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, I'm most proud of. I'm most proud of just following my gut and going for things you lose friends along the way you walk away from a lot of things that you thought you were going to be forever and it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter so I'm just like so thankful that I just did it and I didn't look back the best advice I ever got I'm sure it comes from one of my parents so I'm not sure but the best advice I've ever gotten is like figure do it figure it out later like Mm -hmm. you can just you can always figure it out later um so it really just depends on what context you know like what's the advice for is it for your life is it for this but for the most part if we're talking about dang fine in business it's like just go after it and figure it out later like Mm -hmm. we can figure it all out later and a lot of the times the advice comes when a big growth is about to happen or you know I'm talking about how we're buying a van or like investing in a rental van and all that stuff and so it's just kind of like you know you've you've worked hard you've been smart you've made the finances you've done this do what you need to do and you'll figure out how it makes sense later you know Mm -hmm. because you've been smart up to this point or whatever that was definitely some advice I got today so I think that that's the biggest thing like if you're ever fearing it like go after it knowing exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it and the intention behind it and then figure it Mm -hmm. all out later 
favorite book, resource, podcast, something that's had an impact on you? It could be a song or like a TV show, like any like medium, just like something that's impacted you that you'd want to share with someone. Hmm. Oh my god. Even if that's The Bachelor. Oh god. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I gave that up for seasons upon seasons upon seasons and then finally just looped into this season which was terrifying. Oh my goodness. Um but um okay so I love Shark Tank. Love. Die hard for Shark Tank. I just love people like oh I I've been invited to go a few times in my life for oh my the goodness. different businesses I've been associated with. So that was cool and I realized dang fine I don't think we'll ever get asked to go to Shark Tank cuz it's a service. But I think Shark Tank's epic. Um, I love watching like kid makers, like any of those shows that are like the kid cooks or yeah. any of that. I just love kids because I feel like they're creative and nobody's ever told them not to be mm-hmm. and they can just dream as big as they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to butcher the book, but it's like that, like how to make friends and influence people. Oh, yeah. You have to read that, even though sometimes you just don't want to make friends and influence people. <laughs> You're just like, oh, gosh. Um, but I always get reminded of that when I'm like oh my gosh, this client's impossible or this isn't working and I'll be reminded, oh, do you have to reread how to make friends and influence people? Make- oh yeah, I probably do. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I blast Taylor Swift a lot in the office. I like awesome. her. Um, but yeah. That's great. You gave more than enough. Those are awesome. Perfect. <laughs> Last one, I'm inspired by. Mainly I'm inspired by other people. I think, you know, uh, I'm inspired by teaching other people. I get inspired when people ask me things. I do. Um, I love to inspire others. So I feel more motivated and inspired to be the next thing or to be better or to think of more ways because a lot of the times I am people's like go-to mentor thing. But I'm definitely inspired by other people around me and how they go after their what they want or what that means to other people. I like to see like, you know, you do podcasting or somebody else wants to write a book or somebody goes after doing like a summit. I like to see um, kind of the era we're living in where people are really going after that mm-hmm. more than ever. Yeah. I would say that. Awesome. Okay. You survived the rapid fire. Round. Okay. <laughs> um. And I will say that at the end of the day, I think you said something like, what, what are your days not complete? I'd say my husband and my dogs. <laughs> That's a better answer. Throw that back in. We get to just hang out, but like the dogs. Yes. Love. You're not the first person to say they're dogs. So okay. You're good. I'm like, I th- that's in that in rapid fire it. came to my very very quickly. I was like, oh, they have the loves of my life. I love them. Um, where can we keep up with you and Dang Fine? So Dang Fine's Instagram is dang.finerentals. My personal is I am creative Matiana. Um, and reality is, is like anything social media is like our best way to like get in touch. Instagram's definitely where our biggest lifeline. We're mainly on Instagram. And I'd say that that's probably the best one. And to find us around town, if you're going, if you're a Phoenix mm-hmm. local and you're going to any of the upcoming events, like check it out, see which events we're a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely get to do a lot of the fun, creative events in town. And so, you know. If you ever see us on site with a dang fine shirt, you can't miss us and you should say hi. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Yay. Thanks for having me. 
amazing. Make sure to go follow Matiana and Dang Fine on Instagram. I love stories like Matiana's, and that's exactly why I started working Girl Talk, one of the reasons, to highlight the unique careers and businesses and flat out awesome things you guys are doing. Before you go, my Friday favorite this week is a little random. Uh, Dua Lipa, the pop singer, released a new album, and it is so fun. Every song is like a dance song, and especially for these quarantine times, we need something a little peppy, so definitely turn turn that album on, blast it, dance around. It's a great time. So that's my recommendation this week. Dua Lipa's new album. And with that, I hope you have a great week. Make sure to review, rate, subscribe to the podcast, all that good stuff. If anything resonated with you, please share it with a friend. Wishing you all the best during these times, and I will talk to you next week. 